Snap Studios. I carved her name into the tree. The tree grew sick and died. I carved her name into my heart. Now, I'm barely alive. Listening to Spooked. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, price and coverage match limited by state law. From KQED and PRX, you've crossed over to Spooked. There are communities where you will never experience the divine unless you first pour libations. Not bread, not meat, not prayers, not offerings. You must pour the liquid. Nothing else will call the God. And with other groups, the ritual must begin and end with fire. There is no substitution if there is no fire. There will be no God. And as whole peoples are wiped from the planet, whole traditions swallowed, we've lost so much knowledge, so much access. But I know this. Several cultures have revered gods that only answer to the thump of a communal drum. As I was reminded just the other day, walking through my neighborhood and happening upon a drum circle, this pounding incantation, this rhythmic plea for the God to appear. You can't do this alone. There'll be no answer to one person playing in solitude. Only the rhythm of a collective will wake certain powers. And the rhythms sparring, beats joining together, breaking off the joust of drums and sound. And then as the beat builds to a frantic staccato, a woman leaps into the center of the circle. She dances, thrashes with the fury transformed as if inhabited by someone, something, a power controlling her as one would a marionette. The drummers, they welcome this new visitor with reverence, joy, with rhythm. They play in celebration of the God's presence amongst them. Even now, with all we've lost, not everything is forgotten. Not yet. Spook stars. Now.
when you make a call to the powers that be, perhaps it's not a God that hears your cry. Our storyteller is a member of the Pawnee Nation, and he knows better than to go looking for trouble, but sometimes trouble finds him. Spooked. My cousin called me up and he told me, let's go singing. He picked me up and we drove six, seven miles deep into the mountains. They had a Sundance arena up there. The Sundance, it's a spiritual gathering. If you have somebody who's sick or anything like that, you go in and you pray for them. It cleanses your body. It helps people. We were there in the evening time. There's no lights, no electricity. The lights that they did have were from headlights. So we'd pull up into this field. You could see shadows and outlines of people dancing and singing. It's in a big circle. The only ones that are allowed in the circle are the dancers. There must have been about maybe seven to eight singers there already. They were sitting there singing, and you can hear their whistles. They have whistles that they blow. We walked up, and we joined the circle. We start singing with the drum. Singing constantly for hours on end with two to five minute breaks in between songs. Get something to drink and continue to sing again. Everybody has that notion, you know, of a Hollywood Indian, that hi-ya, hi-ya, hi-ya. It's not like that. It's your heartbeat. Every time you hear a bump in your heart, you hit the drum. That's the rhythm of everything. That's the main rhythm of life, you know. I'm having a good time. And you're sitting there singing, you're with friends, you're with family, talking, laughing, and everybody got quiet. I could smell something bad. I was like, what is that? Just this wet dog, mildew smell, stagnant water, all these different smells mixed into one. Some of the old folks, you could see them kind of whispering around to one another. Everybody straightened up, like when a principal walks in the room. I turned, and when I turned, I seen this big figure standing behind us between eight to 10 foot tall. He was big, tall and furry. He was walking toward the entrance of the Sundance. I couldn't see his face, I just saw the outline of him. I knew it wasn't a bear. I've seen bears before and bears don't walk like that. They'll walk on their hind legs, but they kind of stumble around. This thing walk like a man. I knew what it was immediately, his Bigfoot. When I was little, you know, everybody would tell stories. Don't be going outside at night. Don't whistle at night. Don't run at night. 
Don't be looking out the windows. Bigfoot be looking in. Every tribe has a different name for him. Sasquatch, Bigfoot. A lot of them call him BF or Big Guy. Other people, they kind of look at him as a messenger of death. We got scared and froze. The elderly people, they come walking over to keep singing, keep singing, don't stop. But it kind of goes back to don't run from a dog. Just stay calm, just relax. So we, we powered through it, we kept singing. But everybody kept looking over their shoulders to see, you know, where he's at. He come up to the entrance and he looked at everything, looked at everybody, and everybody just kind of spread apart, you know, made way for him. It was terrifying. Nobody bothered him. Nobody said anything to him. I kept thinking, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Just kind of just stood there and stared at him. As quick as he walked into the arena, he turned around and walked off. And he was gone. His odor kept lingering. He really stinks. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And we keep them bottled up. It can start to affect us in ways we don't expect. How we treat our family, our friends. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Glenn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash G-L-Y-N-N. Support for Snap Judgment presents Spooked comes from Odoo. Tired of relying on disconnected software to manage your business? Then you need Odoo. Odoo is an all-in-one management platform with a suite of user-friendly applications designed to simplify and connect every aspect of your company in one easy-to-use software so you can get more done in less time. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash spooked. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash spooked. Odoo, because amazing employees deserve amazing software. We finished the song, and after the song, we all took like a five-minute break. Everybody was in shock and awe. Did we just see what we saw? The old folks, they came around and said, you guys did good, you did real good. Everything's fine, you're okay. He's gone, you're okay. And don't be telling everybody on the news about this. We just kind of laughed about it and just enjoyed singing again. I wasn't really dying to tell anybody. Years ago, our community had a really large problem with people looking for Bigfoot. People would go on private property and they would ask questions they shouldn't be asking. They would go into areas that weren't allowed to anybody other than tribal members. Nothing was off limits to them. I don't care whose field I go through, whose house I go to, I'm going to get my evidence. 
That's why we don't speak on it that much. But anyway, thought that was the only time I was going to run into him. Fast forward years later, I was working at a truck stop around 12 miles outside of town. Me and my coworker were working. It was just us two. Late at night, you know, it really dies down. The gas station had put in new pumps outside and they had brighter lights in the parking lot so you could see everything. There's nobody really much out there. We're sitting there and we're just kind of waiting for time to drag on. I'm sitting there talking to my coworker and I look out the window. The window's black. You can't see anything. I was like, why are the lights out? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe the lights blew out. So we start flipping the switches and we couldn't figure out what was the matter, you know, what were all the lights? And so both of us had our hands cupped, looking out the window. All of a sudden, the night starts to move. We're like, what? And so we kind of back up and look. We realized what we were looking at. He was so wide, he took up this big bay window. That bay window is probably about seven and a half foot, and he was well above that. He backed up and he bent down and looked at us. The only thing that separated us was a little pane of glass. You can't really see nothing but the reflection of his eyes. Brown, big eyes. Looking back at you and it scared us. I was scared about him breaking the window and reaching in. We start screaming. Oh. I locked the front door, and he just stared at us through the window. We didn't know what to do. We climbed over the counter, and we looked at him for maybe 15 seconds. All of a sudden, he just walked off to the side. I walked out of the way of the window. You could see the lights behind him after that. As fast as he was there, as fast as he was gone. It took us a good minute to figure out what we wanted to do. I was like, you want to open those doors and keep going? We looked at each other, and at the same time, nope, we're closed. We counted our tail fast, and we were out of that place in under five minutes. Both of us were scared running to our car, trying to figure out where he was at in case he was right around in the area still. You're going to watch me when I go to my car. Yeah, you watch me. Make sure we get to my car okay. When I was flying down the road to my boss's house, I was like, I can't believe this is happening again. I went back to the elder telling me, you're fine. And I kept saying that going down the road. I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm, I'm fine, I'm okay. We pulled up to the boss's house, and she was like, what's going on? And we told her what happened. She said, well, you did the right thing. Good call. It took a lot of convincing to get my coworker to come back to work, to work nights after that. Years later, they built on a casino next door to that truck stop. 
I worked there as a cashier. I just came into work. And a friend of mine, he was a surveillance officer. He said, come here, come here, come here, look at this, come look at this. You got to come see this. They had cameras all over that place, inside and out. So I go in the little surveillance room, and he pulls up the video. Right behind the casino, they have a big dumpster back there, eight, ten foot tall. Next door, the gas station, they make hot food, chicken, corn dogs, burritos, things like that. At the end of the night, when they don't sell anything, they throw it in the trash in the back, in the dumpster. I'm sitting there watching the video, and you could see him at the corner of that video. It was dark, but then one big, huge outside light in the corner of the parking lot. So you could see his silhouette of it real clearly. He was really furry. He's dark. He was tall. Reached in, no problem. Like he'd done it several times, he just grabs a bag out and he walks off. My friend looks at me and says, you know what that is? I was like, man, that is crazy. My coworkers like, yep, that is. He reached over and hit delete. They had an unwritten rule. If you see anything on the cameras like this, delete it. They don't want evidence because it goes back to people wanting to see this thing and act a fool, you know? My personal opinion, when people go looking for him, they're looking for him for the notoriety, the fame. They need that validation. The ones that don't have an agenda, they always tend to run into him. This is the luck of the draw. It just falls in your lap. I'd rather avoid him at all costs. But you never know. I've seen him twice. Nothing bad's happened, but I'm not going to press my luck. so much to our storyteller for sharing his experience. The original score for that piece was by Yari Bundy. It was produced by Ann Ford. There are places that the GPS still can't map. Places where things can still hide in both the shadow and in the light. And I know, because you write and you email, I know that a lot of you are intrepid. You travel off the beaten path, and I wonder if in the woods, the jungle, the desert, if you've ever stumbled across a creature that, by all rights, shouldn't be there. If you've seen something, you're afraid to tell someone else. Well, you know, we're all friends here. Tell me. Spooked at stepjudgment.org. I promise I'll only reveal your story to the legions of spooksters walking the path of the shadow. Let me know. Spooked at stepjudgment.org. Because there's nothing better than a spook story from a spooked listener. The 
Books is brought to you by the team that thinks Bigfoot would rather be left alone. Of course, from Mark Ristich, he's out in these woods trying to take him or her a casserole. Told him not to. There's Davy Kim, Zoe Frigno, Ann Ford, Eric Yanez, Teo Ducat, Marissa Dodge, Leon Morimoto, Miles Lassie, Yari Bundy, Doug Stewart, Paulina Creaky, Elizabeth Z. Pardue, Aditu Matu, and Lulu Jemima. The spook theme song is by Pat Messini Miller. My name is Glenn Washington. And I've come to suspect that every person must find their own key to the mystery. That what works for me might not work for someone else. But knowing this is a solitary journey does not mean there are no universal truths. Because no matter who you are, and no matter the path you travel, one piece of wisdom always holds true. Never, ever, forever, never, ever turn out the lights. story was summoned in the dark of night by KQED and PRX.